Welcome to the Josh Scanlon Podcast. This episode first appeared as a video on my YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash heritage wealth planning. I hope you find it informative. Thanks. Joy tax their retirees, my friends. Let's find out. As is our want here at Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel, we're going to go with 50 state breakdown of the tax that retirees pay. And we're going today with a great state of Illinois. Now, I know it's a lot of, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, people talking as if there's a mass exodus from Illinois to other states. And there's certainly an exodus. No getting around that. But is it in mass? And is it because of taxation for retirees? Well, let's find out. My inclination, I don't know. And we're going to find out here today as we go through the state of Illinois. So the first thing we do is we jump to Kiplinger's. And what we see is Illinois is in the white, which means it's mixed as a tax burden uh, for citizens, retirees. So isn't that interesting? In fact, its neighboring state, Indiana, is least tax friendly for retirees. Interesting, huh? The state to the north, Wisconsin, least tax friendly for retirees. Huh. State to the southeast, Kentucky. Uh, it's a tax-friendly-er, but look at that. The bordering states of Illinois are either one, let's see, one, two, three, I guess that's not three. Iowa, Wisconsin, and Indiana are all less tax-friendly for retirees than the state of Illinois. Missouri is just as taxed right smack in the middle. And just one of the one, two, three, four, five states that border Illinois is more favorable for retirees, and that's Kentucky. Huh. So let's dive into it. That's uh, that's pretty interesting, is it not? Pretty interesting. So let's see what Kiplinger says for the great state of Illinois. Uh, the Prairie State gen general generously <laughs> excludes a wide variety of retirement income from taxation. But combined state and local taxes, sales taxes are steep. In some areas, the combined rate can be as high as 11%. Among the highest sales tax rates in the U.S., property taxes are high too, but there are numerous homestead exemptions for seniors tied to Asian income. The state sales tax is six and a quarter, but localities can add as much as 4.75, and the average combined rate is 8.64. Food prescription drugs and non-prescription drugs are all taxed at 1% by the state. Uh, candy and soda, no matter where they're purchased, are taxed at 6.25. Ah, I just uh, I hate that. But at the end of the day, hey, man, if you want to drink a lot of soda and eat a lot of candy, uh, Illinois is not your place. Uh, there is a flat tax of 4.9% on adjusted gross income after modification. So, again, we're going to have to dive into this. What is AGI relative to taxable income? Complete difference. AGI is the amount on the bottom of the front page of your 1040. Well, in line, I think it's 37 or 45. I can't remember. I don't have my 1040 here. But let's just say whatever the last line item on the first page of your 1040 is your adjusted gross income. Now, what does that not include? It doesn't include your any deductions that you have. A standard deduct. Now, you might have the for, uh, above the line deductions for being a school teacher of like two hundred bucks and stuff like that. But you know, even an IRA, SEP IRA, will be above the line deduction. But if you're a retiree, most of those deductions, if any, are, aren't going to be applicable to you. So all that matters is you take all of your income, you calculate it up, and you put it on the line, I think it's 37, on the 1040, the last line item of your 1040, and that will give you your AGI, adjusted gross income. Now, 
The second page of your 1040 includes your deductions, be it your uh, standard deductions. And again, if you're married filing jointly, you're over the age of 65, your federal standard deductions are 26,600, okay? So again, at the end of the day, if you have $50,000 of gross income, your taxable income is only 23,400. Pretty significant difference there between gross and taxable for sure. So they're charging you 4.95 on adjusted gross income. Uh, that's pretty high relative to just taxable income, that's for sure. And we'll go, we'll use a calculator to show you more what I mean here in just a few minutes. Uh, at least Social Security benefits are not taxed, that's good. Illinois does not tax distributions from qualified employee benefit plans, including 401k plans. Oh, I'm actually stunned to see this. They do not tax distributions from uh, qualified benefit plans, including 401ks, IRAs, self-employed retirement plans, traditional IRAs that have been converted to Roth IRAs, redemption of U.S. retirement bonds, state and local government deferred comp plans, government retirement and government disability plans, include military plans. Um, lump sum distributions of appreciated employer securities. I, I'm stunned. <laughs> Uh, distributions of IRAs and 401ks, private pensions and public pensions are not taxed. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. The state offers a general homestead exemption, which applies to owner occupied residential property that break and exempt from taxation, a maximum of 6,000 from a property's e equalized assessed value. So I have to dive in that a little bit deeper. Uh, the median property tax on uh, on the median home value in Illinois is uh, one thousand at one hundred seventy one thousand bucks, and the median tax is thirty nine fifty two. So let's take that. We're going to divide that. So we say thirty nine fifty two divided by one seventy one. That's going to be pretty high. Two point three percent. So that's definitely pretty high right there for sure. Tax breaks for seniors. Uh, the seniors ex homestead exemption allows a five thousand dollar reduction in the assessed uh, value. Equalize assessed value of the property that person 65 or older uh, is obligated to pay in taxes. All right. Now, does that say a 5,000 reduction in the assessed value or the tax? It looks to me like the assessed value. And this is going to be your assessed value. So they're just basically saying um, you can write off essentially 5,000 from that, not 5,000 from this. That is the amount. That right there is the taxes that you pay. So 5,000 off of that, that's not much. Um, I wish it were. And if I'm mistaken here, put in the comments here, it'd be nice if they gave you a $5,000 reduction off that amount because that's the taxable amount you pay. Uh, senior citizens assessment freeze homestead exemption allows senior citizens who have a total household income of less than 55,000 and who meet other qualifications to, uh, to maintain an assessed value of their homes at the base here, assessed value thereby preventing in any increase in that value as a result of inflation. So I guess that just says once you buy your house, as long as you have income less than 55000 and you meet other qualifications, you'll never have a higher assessed value um, to pay for just because nothing more inflation. Yeah, that's, that's pretty nice, but that's $55,000. Um, just because you will have that, I mean... If, if, if this is not indexed to inflation, you'll go over that quickly as inflation uh, starts kicking in with your uh, with your mandatory distributions and whatnot on your IRAs, 401ks, your Social Security even benefits will increase with inflation. 
Homestead exemption is limited to the fair cash value that was added to the property by any new improvement up to an annual maximum of 75,000. All right, uh, lots going on here, which is just gonna confuse me to death. The senior citizen, and that's what I hate about the tax code. The more confusing they get, the less people are gonna take the time to qualify, which means the less people have absolutely benefit from it. Um, uh, who have total household income 55,000 meet certain other qualifications defer up to five. Oh, okay, here we go. Just a deferral. Again, I hate that deferral. Deferral is not the same as not paying it. You get to defer up to 5,000 real estate taxes. The state pays the property tax and recovers the money plus, oh boy. All right. So you don't essentially you're not paying it until you sell the property, but you're also paying 6% interest on that deferral as well. So not a big fan of that at all. I, I get what they're saying. While you're alive, they don't want you eating ramen noodles in order to pay uh, the property tax. But at some point, someone's going to pay it with a 6% annual interest as well. Uh, that's just a liability that you're accumulating all the way around that. Um, sales tax is 6.25 and up, depending on locality, on the purchase of new cars. Private purchase of used cars is subject to a lower use tax rate that can vary by the age of the vehicle. No inheritance tax. Uh, Illinois does have a state tax with a $4 million exemption. The maximum state tax rate is 16%. I'm going to do other videos on the states that do have a state and or inheritance taxes as well. I'm not going to cover that here today, but we will get to that later on. That's important to understand. Just on a side note, remember, anything you own is included in your gross estate at your death. That means if you have a life insurance policy, if you own it, i.e. you control it, doesn't matter who the beneficiary is, no matter who owns it, that would be you. That would be part of your estate at your death. A lot of people don't realize that. They say, oh, I die, it goes to my spouse or my kids. Uh-uh, it's in your gross estate because you owned it, you had control over it. Anything that you own is in your estate. All right, so let's go over here now to Tax Foundation. Um, we went from Idaho yesterday to Illinois today. All right, let's see what the Tax Foundation says to us. And they can sometimes break down a little bit easier. Uh, 4.9 is a top individual income tax rate. But when you factor in the local state burden, it's 11% and the rank number five. Again, we do not want to be in the top 20. Uh, we want to be in the bottom 20, actually. But you, uh, Illinois is in one of the most uh, unfavorable when it comes to this local tax burden. But you got to remember this stuff now, my friends. When you factor in that you don't pay any tax on your pension distributions, IRA distributions, Social Security distributions, you got to look beyond that number right there. You got to look beyond it. That's why I'm doing this charts here for, because if you don't, if you just look at, well, if you just look at this, you're like, oh, Illinois is cheap. No, not necessarily. If you just look at that, you're like, oh, Illinois is expensive. No, not necessarily. You got to look beyond that. Uh, tax Freedom Day is April 30th. So they're well beyond. And this is where you don't want to be low. I'm not sure why Kiblinger's, um, they make this very, you don't want to be here and you don't want to be there. You don't want to be high. You want to be low. You want to be reversed. But uh, so it takes a while to get uh, tax freedom in, in the state of Illinois. Sales tax. Uh, 6.25 is the high for the state, and they rank in the top 20 there. Uh, you can add an extra 2.5, 2.45. This local, so their uh, combined state and average local sales tax is 8.7, which puts them in the top seven uh, states in the union, which we don't want to be. Again, the top 20 there. They tax you basically two bucks per pack of smokes. Uh, they tax you quite a bit, 35 cents per uh, gasoline as well. So if you're smoking, uh, and you commute a lot and you buy a lot of stuff in Illinois, that's where they're going to get you. No getting around that. Property taxes, uh, 2 point, yeah, 2% roughly, which is number two in the union. And the total amount they collect per capita. And again, you got to be, you got to watch that per capita. That's just the average. You really want to look at the median 
Uh, but in terms of how much they collect per capita, they're in the top 10 as well. And that just means the most unfavorable from our property tax. All right. So income tax is uh, is actually quite favorable, much more so than what this shows you. Sales tax is not a whole lot you can do about that, frankly. And that's that's high and that's not good. And property taxes are going to be high as well. So the three things that they have, sales, property and income taxes, uh, the best one they have is income, but the best one uh, that you can manipulate is income tax. So um, while the income tax is actually quite favorable in Illinois, uh, there's a lot you can do to avoid income tax anyway, uh, and yet you're still going to be stuck with a pretty significant sales and property tax. So from a retiree's perspective, uh, definitely not favorable to me. In fact, I say, un unlike what the Kiblingers are saying, in fact, what is the tax foundation saying? I would not say this is a tax favorable state for retirees at all, not even middling. I'd say this is one of the least tax favorable. I'm just curious what uh, what tax foundation is saying. Let's just go back and see. If we can see, oh, I guess we can. All right, never mind. All right, so let's go to uh, Smart Asset, and they are saying Illinois is tax friendly. Wow, that's uh, man, let me just go back to. So here's state and local taxes. Illinois is number seven according to Tax Foundation. Yeah, let's see if they can state personal individual income tax. Uh, let's see here, personal. Let's see if they. Give us that chart right there, personal individual income tax. Yeah, no, they don't give us a chart. All right, never mind, scratch that. Let me just go back real quick. Uh, I was hoping that I, there's a, I had to chart it before about what they broke down for that sales tax. Yeah. It's Alaska taxes. Let me just go back here real quick and see if we got the chart here. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's go to smartasset.com and they give uh, Illinois a tax friendly. And I'm, I actually think when it comes to income tax, they're correct. Uh, Illinois exempts nearly all retirement income taxation. That's right. They do, which is wonderful. So from that pure perspective of income, Illinois is quite tax friendly. That's, there's just no two ways around that. In fact, if we go down here, we already got the numbers put in there. $25,000 of pension, $25,000 of IRA distributions, and $25,000 Social Security, you're not paying any income tax, my friends. You just, you can't beat that. Let's, uh, I don't know, let's move this up to, well, let's move this up to 50,000 bucks. This is your IRA distributions. And let's see, I bet zero. There you go. Um, so the question would be, if you had $100,000 of income tax, of income, and you aren't paying of anything of taxes because you got from your pension, IRA distributions, or Social Security, and let's just say of a home that's uh, $400,000, that's going to cost you $8,000 a year in property tax, um, would that offset the, the fact that you don't have any income tax? I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting, though. Um, that that is hey, good, good, good on you, Illinois. The question that comes down is the public pensions that Illinois is obligated to pay. Where is the money going to come to pay for that? And, and I don't know. But there's no getting around it. From an income tax perspective, Illinois is actually very, very favorable without question. It's the real estate and the sales tax that gets you. And that's a, that's an issue because those are the two taxes you got. There's nothing you can do to manipulate that. You just can't. Uh, but you have no income tax. So, that, you know, hopefully that's a surprise to you. It certainly was to me. I mean, I came in this study myself thinking California, Illinois were going to be brutal. And I've uh, been greatly surprised, actually, that they're not nearly as brutal as what I thought, frankly. And, uh, and on account of that, I've been surprised some of the states that I thought were going to be very favorable, not nearly as favorable as I would have thought. Because remember, you got the big three, income, property and sales. 
You can't just look at one as you're determining where to retire. You got to look at all three. And you can't just look at the state sales tax. You got to look at state and local. You can't just look at state income tax. You got to look at state and local. And you got to look at what they deduct, allow you to or exclude from income. You can't just look at property taxes. You got to look at what your homestead exemption is. You, you got to look at the big picture more so than just the top line numbers because the top line numbers are absolutely not misleading, but they don't say the whole picture and you got to understand the whole thing. All right. As always, thumbs up. Always helpful, my friends. Any thoughts about retiring to Illinois? Maybe you're retiring from Illinois and moving to someplace else. I'd love to hear your story, what you're thinking about. I'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, on just where you're else you're considering or if you stayed in Illinois. What's your thoughts on that? I'd love to hear it for sure. Don't forget to comment below. Don't forget to subscribe right there. And then finally, don't forget to hit the no notification bell to be notified of future content here at the Wealth, Fan Wealth Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel. And as always, go to heritagewealthplanning.com for podcasts, a blog, and uh, videos as well. We'll see you next time on the Heritage Wealth Planning YouTube channel. Thanks, guys.